pissed off after reading that little line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Yeah, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Oh yes, folks. Oh yes, the jihad. The jihad is coming. Fuck me. There's been uh, there's been some interesting developments. Oh, God damn. Uh, why aren't you muted? Should be muted. What's that? Uh, Sean says nice intro. Uh, yeah, thank you, Sean. Um, what are we doing today? Zunati. The Zunati are squirming. Squirming, that's right. And uh, now they've lost the ability to, how should we say, curate the conversation as the, uh, as we, we hope that the laws, are they laws, rights, rights, God given rights to free speech and association eventually break the spine of the <laughs> goblin demon that we're fighting right the people the people that have literally gaslit you and put you in harm's way and not only you your loved ones now this stream should you be of a sensitive disposition it's probably not going to be for you there will be much swearing from the dock, there will be some 
close to the bone memes, I think. <laughs> I think that's the best way of putting it. And uh yeah, I'm I'm feeling uh how should we say <laughs> ready. <laughs> ready. Ready, ready, ready. And uh I saw he said Hajifa 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 Combat, combat, combat. All right, so me uh, masada dog. <laughs> all right, all right. So there's a lot to do, and I want to do. We have to do the reading from the COVID nineteen conspiracies today. So I, I'm probably not going to give attention to much of the uh, articles and news pieces that I would normally cover. So. You have to you have to bear with me in that respect. So, I in this case ask ask your forgiveness. Um, please uh, be kind in the chat. All right. So uh, now don't be kind. I don't want kindness. Fuck kindness at the moment. Skulls. Skulls. God damn it. I want skulls. And uh, right. Let's uh, let's. Let's move on. So let's let's get into stream. I hope the soundboard is behaving. Yes. Okay. Oh, I didn't want to start there. Let's start there. I was rapidly rearranging my uh, tabs in the. Uh, <laughs> I was getting ready. And uh, yeah, this gem uh, from uh, Omniverseling uh, is rather apropos today. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at Porky Pig. Neil Stewart, that's right. And, of course, uh, like I say, once you've laced a network and uh, all the little <laughs> all the little rats come uh, <laughs> running along and, uh, well, we've got some some gems today that we're uh, going to going to take a look at. So let us uh, let's move on. And uh, I know Porky Pig watches this. <laughs> He can't help himself. I have a whole bunch of hate watchers. And, uh, <laughs> I won't say anymore. Right, if you've wandered in here and wondering who I am, that's me. My name's Dr. Kevin McCann. I am a scientist, just a scientist in the guerrilla action against corporate scientism. The corporate scientism that has come, like I say, to um, <laughs> take over existentially every aspect of your life. And there are the planners and there are the useful idiots. And we're going to be dealing with both today. So if you want to find out a little bit more about the, uh, the actual science I do, you can go to ResearchGate. Uh, I like it. It gives metrics, etc citations so oh excuse me uh let's uh let's move on so in order to be able to take the fight to these bastards i would ask uh as gracefully as possible that you support the stream go to mccandojo.com the support links are down below uh patreon uh doc loves it if you hit that wtyl.live tip jar the web address is fauci dot monster stream fags or gay pal should you swing that way buy me a coffee if you wish to hear the dulcet tones of one gd bakshi i could do him right now it transcends it goes far beyond one man this needs to be 
fought against. This cannot be taken lying down. No, sir. It can't be taken lying down. And it goes beyond one man, Porky Pig. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, what do, I, what do I do? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, you can join the Discord uh, from that link. And if you would like to receive an email when the doc goes live, um, you can hit there, the register to be notified. And, of course, you can watch the live stream on that website. So, um don't have to hand over your data to the tech uh, tech fascist panopticon that's emerging. Um, like I say, I live a humble, humble Ahmad Am Ahmadinejad type existence, and <laughs> I would say that all that support doesn't go. Well, it does. It does help support my very expensive vaping habit. But how do how do I make? Uh, where do I get sort of certified glycerine from, and uh, the whatever it is. Is it uh, peg? Not peg. Some alcohol. Where do I get that from? So I'm not. <laughs> I'm not having to buy commercial juice. Please, someone DM me. Uh, can't help thinking of who the publican with Tourette syndrome research gate keeps trying to identify belongs to. <laughs> <laughs> what that means <laughs> all right and of course yeah m most of that support goes into trying to build out infrastructure that exists outside of the tech fascist corporate platforms right there's there's enemy number one well it's the corporate sphere basically and um it's going to be a hard hard fight um it's only just begun and we're three years into this but uh well you know as with most fights, there'll be a bit of posturing, a bit of pushing and shoving, and then the fists start flying. The sweating begins, and uh, oh, we're getting closer and closer to that point, I think. All right, so quick touch on world events, uh, of course, Ukraine. Uh, Orban warning about the risk of escalation in Ukraine. Um, I'm inclined to listen to Orban rather than the rainbow virtue signaling wank stains that make up the rest of the EU. So please, please folks, um your your local where where have they gone? Where have they gone? Where are a lad, there were anti war movements everywhere. Where have they gone? They all got they all got fucking mind controlled by the Panopticon so that they're all waving Ukraine flags right now. Unbelievable. All right, uh, this popped in feed whilst I was getting ready. Apparently, uh, Epstein has links to that Silicon Valley bank. I'll quickly fly past that. The treasury yields are tracking down faster. I don't know how up to date this is. This was in my feed this morning. Maybe it's changed. Um, going faster than 2008. So um, buckle up, folks, I would say, um, if you if you have, I don't know, <laughs> Got money, I guess. They're coming for it. They're cooming for it. Get it out of the bank quick. All right. So, uh, what do we have next? Oh, so this this came up. Um, Trump, Robert Kennedy talking about Trump. Now, again, I've made my feelings abundantly clear about what I think problems with these networks. Too Epsteinized. You go down this avenue. It's 
meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Sorry, that's the way it is. Now, can RFK still contribute to this fight? I hope so. I hope so. I would, I would like to think there's, there's always a path to redemption. Um, but just don't, don't trust those networks. Anything, anything that's been touched by it in the slightest fashion, it ain't no good in the long run. But, you know, if they're firing in the right direction, we'll take this. But I thought this clip was interesting. Presidential candidates, whether it's Obama or President Trump or Biden, come into office saying, I'm going to get rid of the swamp. I'm going to get rid of the corruption. But then they get in there and something happens. You know, Trump, Trump got in there saying, I'm going to get rid of the swamp. He asked me to be on a vaccine safety commission. When that news got out, Pfizer gave him a million dollars for the inauguration and then for his inaugural party. Interesting little data point. And then he appointed two of Pfizer's lobbyists, Scott Gottlieb and Alex Azar. To- <laughs> what a fucking incestuous nest, man. <laughs> run HHS and they killed the Vaccine Safety Commission and then Gottlieb went to serve on Pfizer's board. That is the swamp. And, they, you know, when these guys get in there... They, what happens to them, they, they either get co-opted because all the money and because all the congressional chairs. <laughs> all the deep dicking uh, underage kids. <laughs> That'll get you every time. Are, are captured by those agencies. So they- uh, salute to Orlando. Uh, burn it all down. <laughs> Let it burn. Let them burn. They can't do anything unless they do what they're told. Or they just get overwhelmed because... These agencies are so huge, and the corruption is so entrenched in them that um, that they don't know how to fix it. They don't know how. They're not going to go in the weeds. Doctor McCann knows how to fix it. <laughs> the, the prescription is simple. <laughs> Let them burn. <laughs> don't shoot. Let them burn. And fix it. So they appoint somebody safe to run that agency, you know, somebody like Pete Edge, who's not going to fix it, who's going to basically make sure that he doesn't embarrass the presidency over the next four years. And he's safe, and, and he doesn't know how to run that agency or fix it. He relies on the guys who've been there for 20 years to make sure nothing bad happens that's going to embarrass the president. And they also have all these different capacities committing civil disobediences if he does something they don't like they know how to kind of bring the economy down bring the country down bring the you know they're the guys who make the railroads run on time and if if they if or uh <laughs> make the railroads implode i would argue at the moment but uh that's just if you do something they don't like they can stop the railroads from running on time and cause you know a lot of embarrassment nothing ever changed well the thing, you know, that I feel like I have, Jimmy, is that I've sued those agencies for 40 years. I know how they work. I've written books about them. I've studied them. I know the people in them who are causing the problems. I know how to fix them. I said to, I said to Ron DeSantis, you know, what are you going to do about NIH? And he said, I'm going to burn it to the ground. Yes! <laughs> 
That needs a... Uh... Uh, RFK just went up in. It, well, is he saying that, or is uh, Ron DeSantis saying that? Let me let me just find uh, out back a little bit. <laughs> Ron DeSantis, you know what are you going to do about NIH? And he's and I'm going to burn it to the ground. And that is one way of handling it. But there are a lot of people at NIH who are actually doing their jobs, and they're idealistic, and they're committed. Um. <laughs> fire them, make them do their interviews again, and let's look at all the relationships that they have. Sorry, uh-oh, I'm starting to see some squirming here. I'm starting to see some squirming. I've got to look after my networks. Oh, oy vey, oh no! <laughs> but it's usually the people who are the branch heads, the department heads, who make sure that nothing ever happens at those agencies that interferes with corporate profit taking. And, you know, I just, I know how to fix those things. Hi. Trust me. <laughs> now, you know what? In, in the current environment, sorry. Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> it ain't happening. No way, no how. And once people get fucking wind of what they've done, right? That they've, yeah, you've got pulled into this biowarfare paradigm. That they literally, they literally just look at you as disposable units to be made to for their political aims or to rinse out an extra dollar. There ain't nothing there worth saving at the moment. Fuck them. Let them burn. Jesus. Jesus, is, 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 is this what we're going to get? Because all, all you're going to get is the next lot of lick spittles all just jockeying up. Help, help, help. I'll sort it out. <laughs> Let me do it. Hang on. Let me fill my vape. Fucking thing. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, I thought I thought it was uh, I thought it was going to be a good one there, but uh, hey, let's down at the end. And uh, don't forget, uh, go go and watch uh, the streams I did with John Brisson, um, the relationships to Epstein. <laughs> the Epsteinization of science is so massive, so massive. Right? It, it, it's all rotten to the core. All rotten. Uh, let's see. Susan says, I don't trust DeSantis anymore. He's endorsed by the wrong power brokers. Oh, I mean, I don't know who you can trust in those political domains. I don't. <laughs> they're, they're all tainted somehow. And, you know, <laughs> look. Maybe RFK has some insights and ideas. But when I, when I hear people starting to argue... Wickle room, etc. Under the current circumstances, ah, it just it don't sit right. Sorry, it's the Brits. It is. There's a lot of them. <laughs> Fucking assholes. We're going to take a look at them in a minute. I'll skip that one. Um, well, no, I, I just want to uh, push this um, thread, please. Um, it's a very nice thread. Uh, maybe I'll make a stream out of it. 
another time. But uh, please go read that thread from Political Moonshine. Very, very good. Right, let's get to... Uh, wait, what's happened? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in new and improved uh, Twitter, I've been tangling with Porky Pig, Neil Stewart, and uh, he leaps onto uh, Twitter. Oh, if I Jeffrey Sachs has provided some tinfoil hat lunacy as a written statement to Congress. Essentially a rehash of the crap the rest of the Lancet Commission wouldn't stand by and Realmond, Realmond waved through it peanuts. I wonder if R.H. Ebright had a role in advising this too. <laughs> That fucking Lancet Commission that was filled with Dayzac lackeys, EcoHealth lackeys, lick spittles handpicked by Fauci himself. <laughs> I respond to that. The walls are closing in now. You should be spending your time getting your affairs in order, not vetching on Twitter. Response. Oh, you're back, Kevin. I doubt I can get you thrown off again, but we will give it a go. P.S. made up any new mass data since we last spoke <laughs> see did I like dog Kev because <laughs> literally we can go and uh, oh, in, in a position to uh, I suppose I could still do it <laughs> you gotta pay me a fucking scientist wage <laughs> I know and I mean shaking shaking my little cup on the Twitter, <laughs> Twitter whatever this is live streaming <laughs> I respond, look at you running teacher, pathetic. And yes, I've been using the mass spec, Raman, etc. Pretty much the same results. No graphene oxide, just the same amyloidogenic peptides wrapped up for gene transfection. Oh, whatever, Kevin. No one other than your fellow mouth breathers believe you anymore. All you are is this sad little anti-vax fraud railing ever more impotently in the gallery. Respond, LMFAO, okay. You just keep pushing gene-transfected amyloidogenic peptides. And my bet is you had to use Google. <laughs> you had to Google amyloidosis. <laughs> what a fucking retarded response this is. Oh, only to make sure you spelled it right, dickhead. <laughs> I respond. Of course you would need to check technical word spelling. That would be par for the course for you. But keep on pushing gene-transfected amyloidogenic peptides. It makes pulling you into upcoming crimes against humanity trials that bit more interesting. <laughs> to which, uh, Tom, I don't know how I would pronounce Tom's last name. Cernowowski? Cernowowski? Maybe. <laughs> it's once. Are those grand jury proceedings I smell? <laughs> Stuart responds. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> I don't know this Jeremy came oils, but uh, you're on the list now too, matey. <laughs> you're fucked. Now, who should come in? Oh, you're back again, Kevin. I doubt I can get you thrown off. Literally, literally this, these are the, the these are the commissars, right? 
<laughs> the literal fucking capos. <laughs> Look, where I come from, we uh, we chamber rounds for these fucks. <laughs> And uh, there it is, Amy Maxman. Amy fucking Maxman comes in and likes it, right? We know a whole bunch about Amy Maxman, don't we, folks? Now, I think, I think I can sum it up in a in a tale of memes. Who remembers this gem from uh, Amy Maxman? <laughs> when she denied all knowledge <laughs> of ever. This, this is how these fucks have played with you right from the beginning. Lies, gaslighting, anything and everything to try to throw you off the scent of what they did to you. Which it is, they let their biowarfare programs get out of control and they came at you with a quote unquote countermeasure. I would call it the uh, second part binary agent. <laughs> we caught her in a lie there. A <laughs> fucking slut. <laughs> now, her brother is good friends and uh, on. USAID predict grants with uh, one Nathan Wolf. And that's right, folks. There's Nathan Wolf. <laughs> Copping a handful of Ghislaine Maxwell. Nathan Wolf, who gives credit in his book, Viral Storm, to Jeffrey Epstein. Now, look. The fact that there's just two degrees of separation between him and RFK <laughs> bothers me somewhat. And don't think that they won't play these games on you to hook you into little narrative controls. And I'm telling you, what they're going to go for is they're going to break off, break off the children's health defense mandate for them. So that you don't go towards the areas of biodefense, national security, and how... They fucked up in that domain. Oh, you can't see, yeah. <laughs> you can't see, just... There, let me bring it up. I'm going to try and make that... I'm in the way, right? <laughs> there she is. And, let's say, her brother... Her brother is associated with um, these people. She's lied about knowing Dayzak. Okay. And it's an Epsteinized network. We know it. Right? We know it. And Porky Pig, you're in it now too, mate. <laughs> you are so fucked, sunshine. So fucked. There's more. <laughs> There's more, just because I feel like being a right cunt. <laughs> but who remembers this? <laughs> 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 
published by Amy Maxman, who now sits on uh, th- th- literally, literally the top of the pile for the Club of Rome Council of Foreign Relations. That's where she works now. She left nature because she fucked up so much. Thought she'd get, you know, you know how uh, that K26R group always seems to uh, get those cushy positions. Well, she just rolled straight into the Council for Foreign Relations. That Council for Foreign Relations that's literally being guided by Club of Rome principles. They want to manage you down, whittle you down, lick spittles, whittle you down. <laughs> Uh, they already took the RFK and Jimmy Dore interview down. That's true. Oh, well. <laughs> um, here, here are her words. Divisive COVID... Oh, God. Divisive COVID lab leak debate prompts dire warnings from researchers. In the science letter, the authors note... The Asian people have been harassed by those who blame COVID-19 on China. The racisms. The racisms. Oi vey, won't they think of the Holocaust? Oi vey. The attempt to dissuade abuse. Nonetheless, some aggressive proponents of the lab leak hypothesis interpreted the letter as supporting their ideas. For instance... A neuroscientist belonging to a group that claims to independently investigate COVID-19 tweeted that the letter is the diluted version of ideas his group posted online last year. The same week on Twitter, the neuroscientist also lashed out at... Fat Angie. I had to explain studies suggesting the natural origin of SARS-CoV-2 to the public. It was all natural. It's nothing to do with us. Don't look at K26R, please. Please. <laughs> he called her fat. What bit's that, Peter? No, not that one. <laughs> that one. Fuck, damn you. I grabbed my fat anti button, lazy fat bitch. Went fear on screen. Come on. <laughs> this was such an epic moment. It was at this point I realised we were going to win. <laughs> Nah, just just for some shits and giggles. Uh, this is the end. <laughs> Wait. Amy, don't surf. <laughs> I don't remember who did this one. Is it dank memes? Maybe. I can't remember who did it, but... <laughs> and of course, there's this gem. <laughs> Amy, Amy, it's cooming for you, cooming for you, you have my word on that. And of course, who can forget uh, our beloved, Fat Angie, fuck damn you, fuck, what's the matter with it? 
Stupid thing. Uh, I don't know. Dream dead. <laughs> Death's in here. <laughs> this one was dank beans. <laughs> that Epstein peeking in at the corner gets me every fucking time, man. <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I have a bunch more but Let's all end on this. I think that's a, that's a good way of summarizing up these Epsteinized woke networks and uh, just so you know, Porky, as I know you're watching. Andrew Bridgen, that MP who stood up in the UK Parliament, has put out a press release with Dr. Richard Fleming, basically showing the blood work that we did. Parliament should hold USA accountable. <laughs> Not just that. <laughs> We're coming after the lick spills in the UK as well. We know who you are. We know who you are. And you know what? You better hope. You better hope that you get to the courts. You get, you get put in institutions. Because once, once the public really grasps what's been done to them, once they get that, ooh. The pitchforks and torches approacheth. I could see a, uh, how can we say, a Daffy-like end <laughs> for Porky Pig. Speaking of Gaddafi, it's, uh, where's me? Uh, i got to do it again. Just, uh, you know. I'm, I'm in now. Uh, All right, uh, da, 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 da. let's do this, do this, and do that, and uh, we'll move on. Right, what do we have next? Um, now, I have to, uh, oh, I want to say uh, thank you to Pot, Pot Snap. You get the, uh, you get the full on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> ah, that one cracks me up too. Let's see what this says. Research investigation has shown that the United States is heavily invested using money from NIAID and DOD in, de in development of viral bioweapons in violation of International Biowarfare Convention Treaty. Evidence indicates SARS-CoV-2 has resulted from that treaty research violation. The world death count from the viral bioweapon is over 6.7 million, including more than 203,000 deaths in the UK. 
Based upon the information as of three months ago, there have been more than 2,400 deaths in the UK following the use of the genetic vaccine products, which are copies of the US biological viral weapon. The Yellow Card report also shows more than 1.6 million vaccine adverse events following the injection of these genetic vaccines. We call upon the Houses of Parliament to demand accountability on the part of the US government for their violation of the Biological Warfare Convention Treaty resulting in the COVID pandemic and unprecedented use of experimental genetic vaccines that turn red blood cells grey and cause blood to clot upon contact as shown in the image above, thus causing heart damage, including prion disease, amyloidosis and myocarditis, strokes, cancer, miscarriages and death. <laughs> Highly including that, of course, uh, all the other countermeasures that they uh, they poured onto people as well. We won't forget you. All right. Um, of course, we have uh, Fauci <laughs> waving in the wind, and you know what? <laughs> I need the. Should I should I just uh, press the break button, or should I let this play? I want I want to I want to watch this. Just bear with me folks. Uh I've drank too much tea and uh you know. Right. Hey. Not that one. This one. I'll be back in a second.
my soundboard's gone nuts. <laughs> soundboard's gone nuts. I can't tell what's... Fat Angie doesn't work, but Fat Peter does. Uh, <laughs> what else was I hearing in the background? Bimbo Bailey, right? Should be off. Uh, I don't know. Stream Deck. Stream Deck has fucked up. I think it's um, it's not switching. It's not switching. Uh, never mind. <laughs> All right. So of course, let's let's listen to the uh, reptile himself, Fauci, as he tries. He tries his very very best to spin the uh, current trajectory on which we're on. The organization declared COVID-19 a pandemic. There is still no consensus on the origins of the virus that has killed nearly 7 million people worldwide, including more than 1 million Americans. The question is back in the spotlight in Washington. Now, I... <laughs> the data is pretty obvious. And like I say, all this pretense towards uh, highbrow academia once you touch that DOD money, <laughs> you're fucked. You're so, so fucked. I swear. The House yesterday unanimously approved a bill to declassify U.S. intelligence information on the origins of the coronavirus. The Senate passed it earlier and the legislation now goes to President Biden's desk. It is not clear yet whether or not he will sign. The president told reporters yesterday well, that he hasn't made that decision yet. Again. Be very, very careful, folks. Be very cognizant of this pivot that they'll do to try to break off and point blame at China when, you know, <laughs> six of one, half a dozen of the other. Right. They, they, they all need burning. Burn them all. Burn it off. A theory that the virus may have escaped from a lab in China has been a heated issue uh, of this debate since early on in the pandemic. U.S. intelligence agencies are split on that. And joining us now to talk about this is Dr. Anthony Fauci. He served as President Biden's chief medical advisor and headed the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. I mean, he is old, but uh, he ain't looking... Uh... He ain't looking too chipper here, I can say. ...diseases for decades, uh, including under former President Trump. Uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, good to see you as always. Thanks so much for being with us. Um, President Biden, I guess you probably heard, said he hasn't decided whether he will sign this legislation. Uh, you were once his chief medical advisor. Would you advise him to do it? Well, Jim, I don't want to be advising him when I'm not in that position right now. I'm sure he's going to make the right decision. One thing we can he's say... literally got a rat face. <laughs> that's, that's what I think when I look at him. <laughs> Rodent-like. We'd like to learn as much as we possibly can uh, about information that hopefully will be available. You know, there's this um, two sides. You know, one one group says it more likely is one or the other. I must say that we all must keep an open mind, Jim, about this for sure, because <laughs> because uh, you know I've been uh, gaming the system, leaning on journals to make sure that uh, anything anything that would point back to uh, our programs was. Uh, covered up so the public wouldn't notice but uh you know they forgot about commander rixie <laughs> nothing has been definitively proven the thing that's important is that if you look yeah at he's also very 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 uh diminutive uh, man <laughs> i bet you i bet you if we put control next to fauci control would come off the big man <laughs> the available data, not just surmising or tweeting or guessing, but just look at the data. A group, a fairly large group of very well-respected evolutionary virologists have examined... No. 
No, not well respected. Not after we've seen their conflicts of interest and how they've comported themselves. Literally engaging in targeted censorship, right? Trying to shut down dissenting voices. As you just heard Porky Pig, Neil Stewart do in his exchanges with me. Right, they were trying to do, trying to uh, trash reputations by uh, <laughs> publishing in nature. Fuck these gaffers! <laughs> and epidemiological virus. Yeah, no, that's guff. It was them ching chongs, mate. Fucking cat and dog eaters. Logical geospatial data from Wuhan and have come to the conclusion, not definitively by any means, but feeling that it is much more likely that it is a natural occurrence from an animal to a human. However, since it hasn't been definitively proven, we've got to keep a completely open mind. That being the case, we want to know arguments or information or data on either sides. And that's the reason why, as you mentioned in the top of, the, of your... We know the information. We know the studies they were doing, attempting to do. Once they started playing about with the recombinant biology in a defense environment, that's it. You're done. You are done. That's that's the level. <laughs> that's the threshold we have to we need to cross, in my opinion. And we're, we're blown past that already. We don't even have to get into the the <laughs> unleashing of countermeasures against the public. And like I said, the the, the dominoes that should fall from this should be you know. It should be felt for centuries. They, individuals should be so petrified of any of the consequences of dabbling in that field, right? And none, none of this nonsense about, oh, God, we've got to put everything on UN QR codes and blockchains and fuck knows what else for those reasons, right? This is, this is the reason to wind back this digital tech fascist panopticon. Because that's that's you know it's part of their aims, right? And once once their litany of crimes is opened up, then yeah, we can we can we can deconstruct it. Don't don't let them convince you that uh, or, or try to sell you on more security. What's the quote from the Thomas Jefferson? Those those that would give their liberty for safety deserve neither. I think it's something along those lines. I'm not American, but uh, I like the sentiment in that. Our discussion a little bit ago, we really need to get all the facts so that we can prevent this from happening. We've got them all. We've got them all. <laughs> I know, uh, I know, right? Badass Marine is about ready to uh, <laughs> unleash hell. <laughs> Send in Rixie! <laughs> Do it! again in the future so my you're feeling not opposed would be, to go ahead i'm sorry no i say my feeling would be in, in instead of arguing back and forth why don't we do the things that need to be done yeah like court proceedings and like i say in my mind the fucks that are all implicated in this <laughs> i'd be wishing i'd be wishing for the institutional protection right now <laughs> Look, do I, do I want to make that joke? 
ตนนะครับเนี่ยหนาแปนเนาะ To prevent this from happening again, regardless of what the origin was, if the origin was a lab leak, we've got to make sure we shore up the safety procedures that are done when people in labs are working with pathogens. And if it's an origin from the natural occurrence, we've got to make sure we pay much more attention to the animal-human interface and put. Fuck you! Fuck you with your one health gibberish. <laughs> Not my watch. No way! No help! Never! It would be a good idea to hear from all sides, but I have not yet been invited to appear before a congressional hearing. Recently, I've done many before, but with this particular topic, I have not. And I know you've supported the theory. We were just talking about this that the virus came from natural causes instead of a lab leak. You've said you're open to the uh, evidence wherever it goes. As you're thinking on this, <laughs> such a lying cunt, man. <laughs> it, it just black. Just just think, right? I know everyone here is sort of on the same page, and you know we we. Have the luxury of swimming in a uh, a pool stacked with talent that you know done done a lot of the the hard work and put put their necks on the line, etc. But just think, how many millions are gulping this swill down and like more? Choke me! Evolved at all? Did you start off as, oh no, it's it's definitely natural causes, and now you're thinking, well, maybe it might be a lab leak. You know, Jim, I've kept an open mind throughout the entire process. Till those till those variable leaps emerged. Those fucking curry jumpers, they ruined everything. What has changed over months to a year or more is what I mentioned a bit ago, namely that as evolutionary virologists went into this deeper and deeper and analyzed it from a number of standpoints, epidemiologically, virologically, geo. Yeah, especially right, which we all know is fucking bullshit. Rick Rixie is a one-man demolition team. It's. He's done all that shit, broke it all down. <laughs> literally, literally I, 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 he for sure has the, 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 he has them by the balls with respect to the, the clustering and the <laughs> breakout epidemiology. <laughs> Spatially, they wrote two very important, well-written, peer-reviewed papers in science. Fuck off! Fuck off! <laughs> They did. They did a whole bunch of press releases and put it. I, I think they even put it on Sinodo, right? Putting their conclusions out there, getting it, getting it pumped into New York Times. And again, this is the type of psychological warfare that they're playing on you all the time. And most most of their conclusions don't stand, and certainly don't stand even cursory analysis. And like I say, those those papers should be retracted with the data. That, that we have to hand, that was already to hand. It's magazine strongly suggesting that in fact it was a natural occurrence from an animal to a human. But strongly suggesting, Jim, doesn't nail it down definitively. And that's the reason why I say to this day, 
I will keep a completely open mind as to what the origin is. And on this theory of a lab leak, uh, I, you know, I've been wondering this. Do we have any idea how that would even work? Um, have you heard any accounts as to how that might have happened? Is there yeah. speculation well, there, in the yeah, scientific there, community as to how that happened? Yeah. The, yeah, there's a good, that's a very good question, Jim. So one of the things that people maybe don't fully appreciate, that all of the intelligence agencies agree unanimously that this was not engineered, namely the... <laughs> Sorry, man. Once those plasmids and clones are in play. You're fucked. You're fucked me, old matey. They didn't deliberately do this to make a bioweapon. Everybody agrees with that, no matter what your prior thoughts were, everybody... <laughs> Would it be more believable had they just dialed it in from ChatGPT? <laughs> oh, touche, bro. ...agrees with that. A lab leak could be that someone was out in the wild, maybe looking for different types of viruses and bats, got infected, went into a lab, and was being studied in a lab, and then it came out of the lab. But if that's the definition of a lab leak, Jim, then that still is a natural occurrence. <laughs> oh, man. These fucking clowns, man. It grew legs. The other possibility is someone takes a virus from the environment that doesn't actually spread very well in humans and manipulates it a bit and accidentally it escapes or accidentally infects. Manipulates it a little bit. Holy shit, man. He's having to, he's having to tell truth here, right? Because he, he knows this is coming. And this is this is all part of their damage control. I think this is why we're seeing sort of China now, etc. They're trying. I don't know. Maybe maybe they thought they could get it settled before the next election. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe the charade is bringing Trump the savior. <laughs> all the cutards uh, will come spontaneously. Someone and then you get an outbreak. Those are the possibilities when you're talking about lab leaks. But are, are there any accounts of that occurring where one might say, okay, well, there, there we go. Perhaps this is it. This is what happened. No. That you're aware of. And <laughs> I don't know, is it 12 leaks of SARS? Just alone? In fact, th there are no lab leaks that have led to pandemics. So there have been accidents in a lab that happens intermittently. We've had experience. <laughs> Yeah, don't buy that one for a second, folks. Experiences with that in modern times recently, but there have never been a situation where a virus escaped from a lab that's a brand new... Yeah, I would ask, try and hit the thumbs up, folks. I hit a 1,000 followers today and uh, get the thumbs up. Get me up uh, that algorithm. This is, this is how we go to war with these fucks. New virus that no one has ever seen before that led to a pandemic. That has not happened. <laughs> ah, all right um what do we have next so th this was interesting this was um th these are new findings for me that that and literally eco health were literally double dipping uh on grants that that's how i understood uh this clip so 
Welcome back to CBS Morning. We've got new details to share with you today about an investigation into U.S. funding of a Chinese research lab in the city at the center of the pandemic. It's raising questions about how closely past administrations were following the use of the money. Senior investigative correspondent Catherine Harris joins us from Washington with more. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Michelle. Sources tell CBS News an investigation of this complexity could take at least six months to reach a conclusion. No, don't. We've got it already. Just get into the courts. Come on, get it on. About whether U.S. government agencies were billed twice for projects in Wuhan, China. The probe kicked off after new information came to light from Congress. We are collecting evidence here um, and collecting facts. Former federal investigator Diane Cutler spent two decades combating white-collar crime and health care fraud. During the pandemic, Cutler turned her attention to U.S. government grants to support it. He's fucking stage shit for the camera. I've had to do that for uh, TV. <laughs> Gotta make yourself look all important. Wear your white coat sitting at the computer. <laughs> Oh, dear. It's so cringe, man. Coronavirus-related research in China. How many records have you viewed? Uh, my collection is certainly well over 50,000 documents. Records reviewed by CBS News indicate the U.S. government may have paid twice for projects at the Wuhan labs through the National Institutes. That doesn't sound like dark military projects at all, does it? <laughs> of Health and the U.S. Agency for International Development, or USAID. So uh, categorized it uh, and then... You know, that USAID predict program that links uh, <laughs> Amy Maxman to uh, these Epstein networks. Fuck you, bitch. I'm coming for you. <laughs> and drilled down from there. This included possible medical supplies, equipment, travel, and salaries. So what I found so far is uh, evidence that points to double billing potential theft of government funds. It is concerning. Yeah, man. They're, 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 they're literally looking to light this up, blow it up, and try to get, you know, again, it's kick the can down the road. Anything. Oh, God, please just don't look at those biodefense programs. In fact, we unleashed a binary agent on you. We gene transfected it with you. Especially since it involves dangerous pathogens and risky research. While intelligence agencies can agree on how the pandemic that killed more than 1.1 million Americans started, the FBI and now the Energy Department have found an accidental lab leak is plausible, not potentially through infected animals at a nearby market. At recent congressional hearings into the origins of COVID-19, the former CDC director said, he doesn't look a happy man, does he? <laughs> oh, let it burn. Let it all burn. Money from multiple U.S. government agencies supported high-risk virus research in Wuhan. I think it did not only from NIH, but from the State Department, the USAID, and from DOD. Does... <laughs> Where is it? We need a Jaihin! A Jaihin for Dr. Redfield. <laughs> you can't, Sonny Jim. Following the money get us closer to understanding the origins of COVID-19. 
Following the money always seems to work in investigations. Republican Senator Roger Marshall hired Cutler and took her records to USAID's internal watchdog, which opened its own probe, details of which have not been previously reported. What needs to happen next? Uh, next, we do need this 9-11 style commission. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, that worked out great the last time. We know who should be on that commission. Hey. <laughs> they need to find another word than commission. Interrogation. <laughs> waterboarding, official waterboarding. <laughs> apolitical, non-political. We need to get this outside of Washington, D.C. Sources familiar with the grant records did not dispute CBS News' reporting. In a statement, a spokesperson for the USAID Inspector General declined to comment on the existence of a specific open investigation. Why should U.S. taxpayers care? I think there's 1.1 million reasons that American taxpayers should care. You know, if a plane crashes, we want to find out why the plane crashes. We go to any length to do that. And the hope is we don't have another plane crash for the same reason. Sources told CBS News that tens of millions of U.S. taxpayer dollars could be involved and the findings could provide new insight into the Wuhan research. Spokesperson for USAID declined to comment and the NIH press office did not... You know what, uh, Peter, I know you're watching as well. If I was you, I would, uh, I would start fessing up. Because <laughs> they're going to burn you. <laughs> Getting that witness protection program. <laughs> Although how you'd uh, how you'd hide a, a slap-headed lardass like that? I don't know. <laughs> he sticks out a mile. <laughs> Carrie Lake is not aged well. I don't know. Um, but she's uh, yeah. <laughs> the Botox ain't working anymore. <laughs> All right, I think that's done. I want to say uh, thank you to uh, Amy. Uh, you can have a. Uh... <laughs> You've had enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's do this, and uh, right, we'll rip through the rest, and we'll get to COVID nineteen reading. Um, who chief says quest for COVID origins morally imperative? I agree. Uh, why did I have? Aussie? Oh, yeah, this was actually. I'll save this for another stream. Let me get. Let me get to uh, COVID nineteen. There is, and <laughs> one where uh, Porky Pig, Stuart Neal, with uh, Leandowski is his name, are uh, right there at the front, right there, right there. Where is it? Scroll down. Leandowski, yeah, that's how you say that, right? <laughs> I think I think I'm going to go for the psychology of pandemic conspiracy theories. And then we'll work our way forward from this. So um, now hindsight is great, right? As we as we can look at uh, all <laughs> all the front loading they've tried to do of the literature. Uh, all of this, all of this has to be retracted. It's got to be retracted. You've got to set the scientific record straight. Or, or, or you might as well just yeah burn it all down. 
burn everything down. Oh, don't go for the vet of protection. <laughs> yes. Good point. <laughs> You'll be getting some polonium tea. All right. Um... The Psychology of Pandemic Conspiracy Theories by Roland Imhoff. And just so people remember, folks, uh, <laughs> this was funded to the tune of two million euros. Uh, the same people who are doing decoding anti-Semitism, an AI-driven study on hate speech and imagery online. Like I say, if you want to find out who rules over you, find out who you can't speak about. And, uh, yeah, you'll be getting in the ballpark. And as uh, we say... <laughs> Amy Maxman would be uh, cheering on this particular project. All right. The COVID-19 pandemic provided center stage attention to the almost universal existence of conspiracy beliefs and their potentially disruptive effect. Oh, God. We can, we can, we can pull in uh, information disorder now, right? <laughs> Virtually all across the globe, the outbreak of the novel coronavirus was accompanied by allegations in diverse shapes and colors this begged the question why is it that people believe in such ideas and might global health pandemics provide an ideal breeding ground that can explain the seeming uproar in conspiracy beliefs most psychological research would suggest that conspiracy beliefs do not develop in a bottom-up fashion whereby people come to the belief by combining available pieces of evidence that happen to speak for the existence of a conspiracy behind an event. Instead, a vague notion of a sinister plot comes first, either habitually or because it serves acute needs. And like I say, the, the fact we literally have them conspiring. <laughs> Burner phones. Oh, facilitated review. Oh, God. Weapons programs. Hmm. Let's see. The available information is then assimilated by connecting the dots. People differ reliably in the extent to which they either endorse or reject virtually any conspiracy theory. This has led many scholars to assume a unifying mindset behind those individual, these individual beliefs, a conspiracy mentality. People scoring high on conspiracy mentality exhibit a generalized suspicion that a few evil people are out there to harm the whole world. <laughs> I could press the button. <laughs> Which is different from paranoia where the whole world is suspected to be after the self and that neither powerful elites nor regular others should be trusted. <laughs> you mean uh, you mean where Epstein has been uh, about uh, playing, his, playing his games, you know? Uh, leading them to show less actual trust behaviour, but what makes conspiracy theories so appealing to some? As one of the currently dominant perspectives in psychology, conspiracy beliefs have also been theorised to address certain needs. They explicitly deny randomness but claim planning and intentionality. Well, I think we can cross those off the list. <laughs> Satisfying an epistemic need for certainty. They provide a clearly identifiable culprit that can in principle be defeated, which might quench the desire for control. Mm, I want to say we, uh, we're getting in that ballpark though, aren't we? We're, uh, 
we are finding out who all these people are, where they've, uh, where they sit in these networks, and uh, like I say, they they all need wrapping up. Ah, da, 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 da. and that can potentially deflect blame from one's own authorities or humans' invasion and exploitation of former wildlife territories, which helps us accommodate social needs. These can be easily spelled out for a global pandemic. The proportionality bias describes the tendency to seek proportionality in explanandum and explanands. Big event requires big explanations. Uh, to explain the global standstill of several weeks with a tiny invisible virus and its random mutation seemed disproportional to many. A global conspiracy implying the WHO and Bill Gates in cahoots with world government, on the contrary, seems more adequate in terms of explanatory weight. No comment. <laughs> In addition, in times of uncertainty, humans tend to desire definite answers. Differing degrees, of course. Conspiracy narratives have an asymmetric advantage here in that they claim full certainty about what, what brought about the event or the pandemic, and they have very little trouble with conflicting evidence. First of all, the lack of evidence... Spiracies... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I hate uh, justified texts for reading. Conspiracies happen in secret and are well guarded. Second, counter evidence can easily be dismissed as being part of a distraction manoeuvre, a smokescreen to hide the incredible truth. Conflicting evidence and the constant need for updating, however, are part and parcel of scientific discussions around the virus and the pandemic. In fact, it is what science is all about, updating knowledge in light of better evidence. Plus, of course, a systematic approach to knowledge generation. But yeah. Let's let's have an even playing field. Retract all the papers that have been front loaded into the scientific canon as of this moment. Let's let's pull in let's pull in the data from the WMD experts. Let's do that. In the early days of the pandemic, national governments and even the WHO spread false information that ibuprofen deteriorated the condition in case of an infection. For several weeks, it was heat heatedly debated whether face masks have any benefit, mostly because the discussion was narrowly focused on benefits for the person who wears it rather than benefit in overall transmissions. As arguably one of the most problematic misunderstandings in hindsight, both the CDC and the WHO focused many of their recommendations on the assumptions that the transmission of COVID-19 is primarily droplet-based, although the available information already hinted earlier a greater likelihood of airborne transmission. All the misconceptions were honest mistakes. <laughs> right, Governor. <laughs> Just trying my best, weren't I? <laughs> Although such updating of knowledge and continuous correction of recommendations is a necessary ingredient of progress, it violated an all-too-human need to have a clear and lasting answer to achieve cognitive closure. Conspiracy theories provide exactly this, a clear and definite answer about the dynamics behind an event which rarely requires updating in face of better evidence. Once the pandemic is attributed to the secret plan of a malevolent elite, each and every new bit of information is commonly assimilated to this interpretation, even if it directly violates this theory. E.g., downplayed as a clever manoeuvre to distract from the real forces behind the event, part of a smokescreen to keep the conspiracy hidden. Yeah, don't... Oh, God, please don't look at those quasi-military IIA organisations. Oh, God, don't look at those! This de uh, definite nature of conspiracy theories may clash with reality, but provides at least a feeling of certainty and reduces the lingering threat of ambiguity. 
An arguably even more pressing point could be made for the relevance of the need for control in pandemic times. Already, the existence of a virus that cannot be contained frustrates this central need. This has become even more concrete in the face of governmental reactions to the virus in the form of restrictions and lockdowns. From one day to another, people were deprived of doing things the usual way. Their children could not attend school, which effectively meant they had to take care of them. Oh, God, imagine that. <laughs> you know, and again, you know, this is just my own commentary, I guess. But just, you know, we've allowed these fucks, this controlling class, to make it such that you require two, two wage earners to afford the mortgage and then you hand over your children essentially to the state every day where they're essentially subject to a very very sophisticated mind control why why do you think you see the the idiots virtue signaling with their twitter handles all the time rainbow flags Squirting everywhere. Ah, their leisure activities were closed, and all too often their jobs were cancelled or restricted. Or, or, or how about taken away from them if they didn't comply with forced, forced mandates? And you can say, "Oh God, the government didn't do it," but literally, literally, it, it was <laughs> leveraged through the employers. Not just not a recognized therapy. Gene transfection. Gene transfection of amyloidogenic peptide sequences. It was in this climate that conspiracy narratives offered a very tempting promise. If we can just unmask the hoax and defeat the villains, we can have our life back by tomorrow. Several prominent conspiracy theorists promised exactly that. Stop Bill Gates and get your life back for the case of Germany, particularly prominently phrased by conspiracy theorist Ken Jepsen in a viral video that quickly reached over a million viewers in May 2020, or in psychological terms, regain control. Finally, the social needs are admittedly a bit of a mixed bag. Feeling good about one's national group can be achieved by deflecting blame from your national from your national group. The insinuations made by Donald Trump, Ted Cruz and other US officials that the novel coronavirus escaped from a Chinese lab were met by the contrary claims that the virus originated in the United States by Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Zhao Lijian. Empirical research into the connection between COVID conspiracy beliefs and collective narcissism corroborates this anecdotal evidence. <laughs> Fuck you, assholes. <laughs> you're, a, you're a goddamn narcissist for wanting to know what that technology is that they're putting in your children. You've got information disorder, lickspittle. Now get back in line. <laughs> Collective narcissism has been described as the defensive belief in the greatness of one's in-group that requires external recognition. Ah, we know about one uh, particular in-group that just seems to be splattered all over these networks that we're dealing with right now. Uh, collective narcissists are convinced that their group, most often country, does not receive the recognition that it deserves and are hence particularly sensitive to any information that might portray their nation in a negative light. 
In light of their tendency to blame others for national misfortunes, conspiracy theories might be a welcome strategy to explain away most national governments' failure to contain the virus effectively. In line with this reasoning, collective narcissism was a strong correlate of COVID conspiracy beliefs virtually in each of more than 50 included countries in a recent study. And man, this, this is so nauseating right as as we've as we've found out the the extent of the information control that they put in place as they played out their tabletop exercises as you got spars forced down your throat (laughs) unbelievable Uh, let's see. Other social needs are more centered on the individual. Endorsing and disseminating conspiracy theories can be instrumental in displaying exclusive knowledge about the world, highlighting one's own unique superiority. Hmm, I know a particular group that engages in that. Previous research has established a small but reliable link between the need for uniqueness and conspiracy beliefs. And we can observe this motif in the current pandemic as well. Conspiracy believers go against the grain and celebrate themselves as fierce resistors in contrast to the dull masses of sheeple. In fact, an argument could be made that some preventative measure like social distancing or getting vaccinated are refused, not despite, but because of a majority endorsing and implementing them. Different from the other motives, however, it is difficult to identify a clear pandemic-related frustration for the need for uniqueness. It may thus only serve as the context in which this need and its association with conspiracy beliefs are played out, rather than a specific reason of why an increase in conspiracy beliefs is expected. In summary, thus... A large body of psychological theorising would suggest that the pandemic might be particularly fertile ground for conspiracy theories to flourish. People lack certainty and they're deprived of control and need a rhetorical device to deflect blame from their own authorities. To deflect blame from their own authorities? Are we not, are we not pointing directly at our authorities? Don't we, don't we have the receipts for that? I'm pretty sure we do. Man, the fucking gall on these people to to put this down in the words and and think and think this makes an uh, objective analysis out there. This these people should be well, like I say, these people should be on the list. All of them, all of them. And in fact, looking at journalistic attention to conspiracy beliefs surely confirms this prediction. Conspiracy beliefs and their detrimental effects on curbing the infection rates are centre stage news. Is this impression backed up by social science research? <laughs> I'm, not, I don't, I'm not sure the words social and science go together, really, but, you know, that's just my, my take on it. Did the pandemic indeed increase the number of those who endorse a conspiracy worldview? Did conspiracy beliefs increase in the pandemic? Even if only focusing on Western countries for which data is available, providing a definite answer is not a trivial task. Most obviously, conspiracy theories surrounding the novel coronavirus did not exist before the respective pandemic and thus make it impossible to provide a temporal comparison. So one would need to rely on different conspiracy theories as a proxy to the general extent in conspiracy beliefs. 
or, ideally, estimates of the general underlying worldview of conspiracy mentality. Ideally, these data will allow a longitudinal analysis of the same persons before and after the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic. Such data, however, do not seem to exist. Perhaps, unsurprisingly, few people expected the advent of such a massive pandemic. What does exist is cross-sectional data from before and after the outbreak of the pandemic. Such data do exist, but are relatively scarce. One study asked a representative sample of 3,250 Germans between October 29 and February 2020 to what extent they agreed with the claim that secret forces determine the fate of the world and repeated this question in a post-outbreak survey conducted between May 2020 and July 2020. Oh. <laughs> Licks, Bill! <laughs> Stop looking at those K26Rs now! Get back in line! <laughs> Different from what would be expected from the psychological theories cited before, the percentage of respondents stating their statement to be likely or certainly true decreased compared to that before the pandemic, whereas the proportion of respondents asserting that it was certainly false that secret forces ruled the world increased by 9%. Is that all? Come on, Germany! Think of your forefathers! Think of their attempts to escape banking tyranny! Have you no pride in Uncle Adolfio? What's the matter with you? This may seem like an idiosyncratic single case that could be attributed to above-average transparency in political and scientific communication in the early days of the pandemic in Germany. Curiously, however, a similar pattern emerges in the Mita, Mita, is that how you say that? Studies, a biannual representative survey of the German adult population. Although this is not thoroughly discussed in the respective reports, the available information of response frequencies allows calculating average agreement per item. Average agreement with the statement that there are secret organisations with strong influence on political decisions went down from 3.14 on a five-point scale in 2019 to 2.53 in 2021. <laughs> Those active measures were uh, <laughs> going full, full force. Endorsement of the statement that politicians and other leaders are just string puppets of hidden powers in the background went down from 2.84 to 2.44, with the proportion of people fully agreeing being cut in half from 16.1% to 7.8%. Wow. Fuck. Doc, are they saying we're crazy? Yeah, you, you are a malignant narcissist for questioning... Questioning Amy Maxman, questioning Porky Pig, Neil Stewart, questioning Fat Pig, Angie Rasmussen. <laughs> you have, you are borderline schizoid for not trusting Peter Daszak or Anthony Fauci. You are, you are on the bipolar spectrum. Should you have anything but pleasant thoughts about Ching Chongs? <laughs> That's what they're saying. They're literally medicalizing. Your dissent. This this is commie bullshit writ large. This is the 21st century Bolshevism coming right for you. And most of you are just standing like deer in the fucking headlights. Apologies. 
It thus seems advisable to explore longer trends in another context with arguably less effective, effective political rhetoric in the pandemic, the United States under Donald Trump, comparing the average agreement with items of the American conspiracy thinking scale. Is that such a thing? Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> what does that? What's that question echo like? Was there a lone gunman <laughs> in the book depository? I can't remember the name of the plaza. Dealey Plaza. <laughs> were there were there gunmen on the grassy knoll in Dealey Plaza? Oh fuck me! Yeah, straight to the loony bin for you. Much of our lives are being controlled by plots hatched in secret places. <laughs> Imagine that. Who would? Who could? Who could conceptualise such a thing? Next, you'll be saying they did all little kids. <laughs> what the fuck? Hat. This cost you two million euros. It's these people. It's these people. <laughs> Holy fuck! I, I don't know. I don't know how much more. How how much do you have to get danger close? How much? <sighs> much of our lives are controlled by plots and hatched in secret places. From 2012, 2016, 2019, and free measurements in 2020 and 2021 reveal virtually no changes. <laughs> I hope it was fucking right up there in the... 70, 80% in the US. Come on. Come on, America. If anything, levels of agreement were lower in 2012 than for some pandemic measurement times. There is thus no reliable evidence for the idea that the extent of conspiracy belief has increased due to the COVID-19 pandemic. More data exists on the development of conspiracy beliefs during the pandemic as these do not require pre-pandemic measures. In one of the most comprehensive, openly accessible data sets, the German COVID-19 snapshot monitor Cosmo there is very little change in either conspiracy mentality or endorsement of specific COVID conspiracy theories. What's a, what's a conspiracy theory in the COVID domain? What is it? You're, you're concerned it came from genetic genetic engineering in military programs in fucking PSL4 laboratories? That thinking... They were they were rolling out untested technologies onto your children, where you would be expressing expressing some of the what we've come to discover as some of the most toxic and difficult to treat poisons in the world. Jesus. I've got no mercy for these people, right? And, you know, the systems are so broken that when the mob does get through with their pitchforks and torches, <laughs> I'm going to be like that little peppy with his comfy blanket and all the, <laughs> all the flames going off and explosions in the window and just grinning at the screen.
who wrote the book. Uh, well, it was it's many authors, including Porky Pig, Neil Stewart. Um, but it was edited, well, commissioned by Michael Butler and Peter Knight. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Too much tea is a killer. Just <laughs> give me give me a second to. Uh, I'll be back. I'll be back in a second. You had enough? I can't help it that I need to reset the stream. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, uh, you know what? Bad interrupt. Um, <laughs> you can uh, you can go fuck yourself with your snide remarks about my kids. <laughs> no one talked to bad interrupt. He's a wanker. Uh, right, um, let's see. Um, where was I, where was I? Why didn't page down work? Didn't we have some shitty, shitty graph we were looking at? <laughs> Yeah, stunning. <laughs> for, for, for majestic coding skills. And uh, for, for, I'm, I'm just going to show uh, people what uh, bad interrupt. Just so you don't think I'm being a dick. Yeah. 
so in the Kui Cope Ukraine farce Lab Clowns COVID conspiracy reading stream, um, yeah, it was the one where I was talking about my son having a nightmare, right? And uh, he's waking up, and I had to go get him. And uh, this. Uh, what the fuck was that? Um, you are probably affecting your son. <laughs> now, go fuck yourself, bad interrupt. No one interact with him. No one do anything. Just give him the fucking middle finger and tell him to sling his hook. Struck a nerve. Maybe your histrionic performances might be affecting your kids. No, not at all, dude. But just uh, come at my kids. I'm going to come at you, you fucking prick. Descriptively, the lowest mean score in conspiracy mentality. Oh, yeah. And you know what? He fucking deleted it as well. <laughs> but you know what? Rumble. Rumble sends you a notification of what the message is. So even though he deleted it, <laughs> I got it, you cunt. In fact, I wonder... Uh, boom, you're banned forever. <laughs> Descriptively, the lowest mean scoring conspiracy mentality and concrete beliefs coincided with the dramatic second wave in winter 2020-21. That witnessed not only a record number of deaths, but also a hard lockdown. These data thus do not provide any support for the plausible assumption that conspiracy beliefs increase in response to threat or severe restrictions of individual freedom and hence control over one's life. One of the few large and representative longitudinal studies converges with these results. Over the course of the pandemic, the percentage of respondents in Germany agreeing with the notion that COVID is a hoax decreased from 14% in April, May 2020 to 9% in February, March 2021. Uh, <laughs> Paul, you didn't do anything. Just a uh, bad interrupt. Uh, he's he's banned now. Um, let's see. Uh, da, da. uh, 2021. Note, though, that the survey question confounds the hoax belief with an estimation that the measures against the pandemic are overblown. As these data are longitudinal panel data, they also allow an estimation of the frequency of individual trajectories. In this sample, only 6% of respondents consistently endorse this statement, and only 3% increase their agreement with it as compared to 2020. In contrast, 8% lost faith in this particular conspiracy belief. Again, thus, these data provide little evidence for the notion that the pandemic exacerbates the issue of conspiracy beliefs in the sense of prevalence, although selectively although selectively drop out selective i think they're supposed to you can't even write fucking english can you uh is conceivable here these data seemed uh seem to stand in direct opposition to what many perceive to be an increasing problem of conspiracy beliefs there are several ways to make sense of this apparent contradiction First, the pandemic may have brought the existing shades of conspiracy worldviews into light. Previously, entertaining a conspiracy belief, e.g. that John F. Kennedy was not killed by Lancome. <laughs> I know they'd have to bring that one in. I'm surprised they didn't go for 9-11. Uh, 9-11 <laughs> was an inside job. 
fucking cables. There is no point in bringing up the issue over family dinners, reunions, or other social events because the pandemic... <laughs> it's just... Don't begin sentences with because. <laughs> I would just reject this just for the shitty English. <laughs> because the pandemic affects everybody's personal life, this is drastically different for all conspiracy beliefs about COVID. Complying with physical distance recommendations or not, wearing masks in public or not, getting vaccinated or not, testing frequently or not, are choices that every single individual has to make. As such, one stands on these issues is communicated in one's social surrounding much more frequently, and if conspiracy theories are endorsed, there is an enhanced sense of urgency. After all, discussing the exact surroundings of JFK's death is a timeless matter. If the issue at stake is protecting the population from a dangerous vaccination, however, now is the time to speak up. Hey, <laughs> you don't fucking say. Fuck these gaffers. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! Take that to the bank. Uh... <laughs> Israel did die by one. <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> well, Mossad maybe. <laughs> Hashtag not all. Uh, second, part of the perception of the spread and relevance of conspiracy beliefs rests on media reporting. While such information on societally, societally relevant topics, of course, fulfills an important function in a democracy, the amount of attention received by public protests is not necessarily proportional to the number of supporters of such protests. Third, while we see no dramatic increase in conspiracy worldviews, other indicators of the spread of conspiracy beliefs are more alarming. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let me guess. <laughs> Swastikas stickers on the side of temples. <laughs> Again, primarily focusing on Germany. <laughs> Please let it be that. <laughs> Although similar arguments could be made for many European countries, subscription rates to clear conspiracy channels or numbers of demonstrators with an undoubtedly conspiracy agenda, wouldn't it be conspiratorial agenda? I don't know. Marked increases in the years, no, I do know, it should be conspiratorial, uh, increases in the years 2020 and 2021 compared to the pre-pandemic times. Combined with the lack of increase in conspiracy beliefs and public opinion data, this might suggest that the numbers do not increase, but the cohesion of conspiracy networks and their degree of organisational network networking do we must smash those networks <laughs> those peons stepping out of line learning about k26r's <laughs> about had sex with a pangolin yeah that's uh that's all you need to know yeah, it was just a windy day for wtc7 <laughs> What's the matter with you? Look over there! A Nazi! 
Uh, a less alarmist interpretation could attribute the increasing numbers of channel subscribers not to true believers, but to a mixture of curious individuals, journalists hopping on the topic, and personnel of security authorities. <laughs> not alarmist at all! <laughs> that the state is now spying on its citizens for wrong thing! <laughs> that shouldn't be alarming to you at all! Get my large slick spill! <laughs> In a nutshell, although certainly a possibility, we lack robust evidence that justifies <laughs> keeping keeping up now. Boot down, out, let's spill, crashing. Go on, let him boot in. <laughs> boot him one more. Go on. societal costs of conspiracy beliefs. Very early on, it became clear that the collective efforts to curb the spread of the virus might be sabotaged by people unwilling to follow the recommendations to increase hygiene standards, keep physical distance, or wear face masks, or comply with the Noahide laws. Almost trivially true, people who believed that the disease was a hoax or no worse than the flu reported engaging in less infection and transmission-reducing behaviour. Also longitudinally... Seems a cut-off sentence to me, but a recent meta-analysis across 53 studies from various national contexts provided overall consistent support that conspiracy beliefs were associated with the reluctance toward prevention measures, both cross-sectionally and over time. It is thus plausible to assume that many infections and ultimately deaths could have been avoided without such conspiracy theories. Is that true? I'm not so sure, man. I'm not so sure with the evidence we have right now. Six grillion. <laughs> there are six grillion conspiracy theories. We had to oppress them. <laughs> this issue has become even more apparent with the advent of vaccinations. <laughs> No, gene transfection technologies foisting amyloidogenic peptides into people's living cells. <laughs> Not vaccinations. There's a long-standing and robust finding that conspiracy mentality in general is associated with great vaccine hesitancy. But this had dramatically more severe consequences in the mid of a raging pandemic where herd immunity via vaccination seems to be the only feasible way out. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, good old Gert Vandenbosch laid that one to rest. God bless him. Conspiracy beliefs of various kinds were robustly negative related with vaccination intentions, also longitudinally, as well as with self-reported vaccination behaviour. Meta-analytically, vaccination-related variables have showed the strongest negative associations with conspiracy beliefs. As vaccinations are among the most powerful tools to curb infection rates, conspiracy beliefs here also create social costs discouraging getting vaccinated. Not being vaccinated, however, also comes with personal costs in the sense of greater danger of contracting the disease. In fact, conspiracy beliefs longitudinally predicted the likelihood of testing positively for COVID-19 eight months later. The rejection of an effective protection against the virus, however, is not the only self-defeating correlate of conspiracy beliefs. 
Apart from a greater likelihood of job loss and income reduction, which might be attributed to others, conspiracy believers also directly harm themselves by turning to so-called alternative treatments against the disease. Conspiracy beliefs have been reported to be associated with the intention to treat. COVID symptoms with homeopathy or essential oils, the intake of hydroxychloroquine or the antiparasitic ivermectin. Oh, God, please don't look at that surgery for your study. God. Peon! Peon, you aren't allowed to look at that literature! Get back in! Get back in your hole! Now! Nah. <laughs> just. Like the ivermectin is even on the CDC website now, right? <laughs> How dare you want to laugh to yourself? Who do you think you are? You little scrub. Yeah! Let me practice some more. Whereas swallowing sugary globule or vitamin C is mostly just ineffective and can hence delay treatment with actual evidence-informed medicine. <laughs> Don't take those vitamins, let's spill! Get down that house, Bill! Get intubated! Now! <laughs> This shit's fucking great, man. <laughs> In countries with public health systems, poisonings with such self-treatments ultimately then require interventions at the cost of the public health system. Yeah, when we could be making money off them, intubating them! Those wretches! <laughs> They're just nothing but cow! <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Arguably an even greater toll on the common good happens in the way in which conspiracy narratives have undermined social cohesion and trust in important institutions and at times instigated direct violence. <laughs> oh man, I just, uh, let me just see if I can, uh, can I find it? This reminds me I want to bring up <laughs> Do I have it here? No <laughs> Never mind <laughs> <laughs> There's an Amy Maxman one I forgot. Harkin <laughs> <laughs> Dank means man, he's brutal. <laughs> I'll have no voice later. <laughs> I feel it going. How much of this shit is left? <laughs> oh, it's fucking ages. Oh, not so long. One. 
do one page, okay. Uh, <laughs> I can actually feel my voice going. Fuck it. <laughs> I've earned my shekels for today. I can't. I can't say. I've got to. Uh, I've got to uh, travel. I'm going to be meeting with uh, Karma Doc and her daughter. Um. So I've got a whole whole bunch of travel to do, and I'll be meeting Rimo as well, and uh, in Tokyo. So um yeah, I might I might just call it quits that. You have you have plenty out to dock today. What more what more do you want? Let me just see if uh there's someone who is not the K two six R and uh Nah, you are oh you know what you are Lick Spills I'm gonna give Karma Doc a big, big hug when I see her. <laughs> right, um, I yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it quits there because I can <laughs> feel the voice. The voice is struggling. All right, uh, yeah, I'll <laughs> I think I would knee me in the nuts if I try and give her a hug. All right, uh, I'm out of here. I will see you guys uh, later. Take care. God bless. Uh, don't let the K26Rs bite. Oh, no. I'm going to do that. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that long line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these staffers. I will fucking kill each fucking kappa, I swear! <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they actually saying. Fuck these kappas. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever throws you my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers! All that fire. I like this guy. Send check 45,000. Let up! 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 Let up!